everybody, I am Eliseu and this is LingoCast, the podcast of your language journey. Have you ever thought about how you can practice your target language while you're traveling? Or even how can you escape from English and practice the local language during your trip? In this episode, our today's guest will answer these questions and many more. But before introducing her, don't forget to follow us on social media and in your favorite podcast platform if you enjoy our episodes. Would you like to have online classes with tutors in many different languages? If yes, italki is perfect for you. And if you use the link in our description box, you are going to receive $10 to use in classes in the platform after making an accumulated purchase amount of $20. You can use it to prepare your speaking skills before your next trip as well. You just need to click register and you can start booking your lessons. Once done, it's time to introduce our guest. She created a channel and page Travel Aim to share travel tips and very interesting content about it. Her name is Lisaura or Lisaura and she's our guest today. Let's check how this talk was. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good. Could you introduce a little bit about you? Who is Lisaura mm -hmm. and like, what's your, your project Travel Aim? Yeah, so yeah, I'm Lisaura, I'm 23 years old and I live in Belgium and I have kind of always loved traveling and doing anything that has to do with exploring new places and learning new languages and going abroad. And it really started when I was 17. I, I moved abroad to the US for a year and I learned English there. And ever since then, I've been traveling around and I always documented everything on like a blog because when I was in the US, like I wanted to talk to my family and a lot of my older family members, they didn't really have like Facebook or Instagram. So I would connect with them through my blog. And over the years, it kind of evolved into something more. And um, yeah, then I started doing YouTube, Instagram, and I just wanted to share like how to travel the world with other people that are wanting to travel, but sometimes don't realize that they have the opportunity to, or they don't always know about ways to travel on a budget. So that's why I created Travel Aims to share more tips and help more people building their own travel dreams. And I always do, uh, I also do like a lot of custom travel plans for people if they want to go like on a bigger trip and they have no idea how to start planning it, then I'm there to help, so. What do you prefer actually? Like, do you prefer traveling spontaneously or you usually plan everything much earlier? Like German. So, <laughs> no, like I'm totally like a planner in advance. Um, there's like, sometimes if I do a smaller trip or I'm going with friends that are, local to the area, then I do a little less planning and I more go with the flow of what they have prepared or what they think would be nice to do in a city that's new. But if I'm going by myself or if I'm traveling with friends from home that also don't really travel that much, then I'm usually like the planner. Like I have every day figured out. I use Notion, which is like an app that's really nice to plan everything in. And I like like to look up places on Google Maps and do all the reviews and everything like that. So I'm definitely more like a planner than just going spontaneously. But I would love to do like a trip sometime soon to be like really spontaneous and just go with the flow and see if I like that as well. And I know you also speak many languages uh, you had mentioned before. Like, What languages do you speak? So I speak Dutch. That's my, my mother language. That's what I, where I grew up in Belgium in the Flemish part, uh, which I mean, it's Flemish slash Dutch. It's kind of the same language, but a little different. Um, then I also learned French and German in high school, as well as English. And then I started learning Spanish after 
high school, like in university. So, mm-hmm. oh, so you started learning Spanish in school or you started learning, like, have you ever started learning a language because you, you visit the place or you started learning a, a language because you wanted to visit the place where the language is spoken? Yeah, so definitely with Spanish, like I could pick and whenever I was in university, I could continue to learn French or I could learn a new language. And Spain has always been like a place that was close like to my heart because my grandpa moved to Spain when I was little. And when I was little, we used to visit there a lot. And I also went back there a few times in high school and college. And it really inspired me to like learn Spanish and, and pick up the language because I think it would be so much more fun to communicate with those people. And, and also when you're traveling there, like I wanted to be able to talk to the people because in Spain, English is not that widely spoken. So I think it was really nice to learn that language and, and definitely like my love for Spain and Central America and, and South America as well. But I have never been there, but it's, it's definitely on my list of going there. So learning Spanish in advance, in advance is like really helpful for that. When you travel, do you usually try to learn a little bit of the local language before the trip or just learn there? I definitely want to like try and like learn a few words like hello, thank you, like uh, sorry, uh, stuff like that. Like to just have like basic communication when somebody doesn't speak the language or doesn't speak English, because I think it's such a, yeah, like a privileged way of thinking that like everybody should just know English. So I always like to try and learn a few words. I'm not always good at it, but like I try to at least know a few words so that I can help myself. And usually with the language that I do speak in a lot of countries, at least you can help yourself and find somebody that speaks one of the languages that I speak. So that's really nice too. Yeah, I usually feel that locals, they are very happy when you say just, even like just simple words in their language, like they're really happy and it can really change your experience with them sometimes. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, sometimes people are just like, I feel like it's very rude to just assume that people speak English or like any other language. So if you try and communicate with them in their language and, and putting in an effort, then that will be reciprocated in the way that they respond to you. And, and they will be automatically more kind because they notice that you are trying and you're putting in an effort to getting to know them and their culture. So I usually learned the phrase, I don't speak in the language. Oh, like, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I think like when you are traveling, like you were saying about English and English is almost everywhere in the most touristic places, right? In every city. Mm-hmm. And how to escape of this touristic bubble and avoid this English to, to have like a more local experience. So like, what, what do you do? Yeah, I think one of the best things that you can do is really escape the capital cities of a country. I think a lot of people, what they do whenever they go on a trip They will go like, say, for example, they go to Madrid or Barcelona and they will say like, oh, I've been to Spain, but really you haven't because you haven't seen like the the backside or the smaller cities or the same with other countries as well. Like if you go to Berlin, you've been to Germany, you know, there's so much more to a country than its capital. And I think in the capital cities, usually like there's a lot more international speakers. So speaking the language or like an international language like English is, is more accept it there but if you want to really connect with people on a more local level then going to smaller cities is definitely like a way to go for example when I was living in Sevilla for one month in Spain and even in Sevilla people didn't speak that much English but we went on a few trips that were to really small villages and we stayed in these really small uh, Airbnbs that were in a in, in just the local community and speaking to the people there they really hadn't met that many tourists or anything like that. So it was really nice to do that. And 
Also, just if you're hanging out in a bigger city, then try and find some more local spots or you can even join like a Facebook group or something where more local people will love to connect with other internationals and help them learn the language that you're trying to learn. So, And have there been any, any situation like, for example, in Germany or, or in Spain that you wanted to use the language, but because you were a tourist, you were a foreigner, people were automatically trying to use English with you? How did you escape from that? Yeah, it definitely happens like... I notice it a lot when you're trying to speak a language and you're not perfect at it. A lot of people will try and like switch to English because they want to make you feel more comfortable and, and they notice that you're not a native speaker. But I would just always say that if you continue or try to continue speaking in the language that you're trying to learn, then um, then it, it automatically they will continue. And, and if you just tell them like, hey, I'm new to the language, uh, I would love to learn, will you speak Spanish or German or whatever language you're trying to learn with me and the people will do that like they will start talking slower and then they will understand you better as well so I think definitely just like communicate that you're trying to communicate with them in language that you're learning so that's actually better than what I what I've been doing because sometimes I just pretend I don't speak English just to, oh, <laughs> to yeah. try to use the language yeah but then like they notice that you're not fluent either or then they expect that you are fluent or something and Sometimes it makes it harder to communicate. So I just usually say like, oh, I'm really learning uh, like German, for example, like do you mind speaking German and I can learn and I can practice and usually they will. So But that's a very good tip. Some things that some people send me, some questions that people wanted me to ask you. Uh, do you have any tips for people who are traveling in order to improve their target language? What can they change in their traveling schedule and their traveling plan? I mean, if you really are serious about learning a language, then I can highly recommend going to a language school. That is what I did when I was in Spain. I like actually took classes there and it allowed me not only to learn the language through like a formal education, but I was also meeting with a lot of other people who were trying to learn the language that I was trying to learn. And because of this, we were all trying to speak Spanish together and learn Spanish. And I think this is a great way if you're traveling, maybe you say you want to do six months backpacking through Mexico, then you can try and start off with maybe two weeks at a language school to really get familiar with the language and speak it quite a lot because at the language school, it's quite intense usually. And you will pick up a lot of words and a lot of phrases that will be very helpful in the rest of your trip. And then whenever you are on the rest of your trip, like I was saying, try and avoid like the major hotspots that everybody goes to because not only will you have a more unique experience traveling to that country but you will also be able to meet a lot more locals uh, try and eat at local restaurants that you maybe don't see that many people eating at but they will have like a, a little woman in the kitchen working and that's it and just start talking to people and promise everybody will try and speak back mm -hmm. also for people who are learning a language do you recommend traveling to the place where this language is spoken in order to motivate you to keep learning the language? Have you ever done that with the languages you, you speak or the languages you've been learning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for example, I went back to Paris this January, I think, and I was I, I noticed that like I hadn't used my French that much. And in Belgium, I mean, half of the country speaks French, but where I live, where I live it's mostly Dutch. And so I don't use French on a daily basis. And, and going back to France, it, it really sparked my interest again in in speaking French again, because I was in Paris and like my friend that was with me didn't speak a single word of French. So kind of the communication was 
put on my side and I was trying to do everything and, and it noticed that like I could still remember some things and for example like I, I was trying to figure out something about like the the tests that we had to get with the whole COVID situation and and like the woman there was not speaking any English and I was like okay I need to figure this out in French I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna try and in the end, people were so nice because I was trying. So it definitely motivates you to to learn that language again and like pick it back up whenever you're at home. So traveling there definitely helps if if you want to get inspired to learn a language again. Actually, I assumed that you were a French speaker when I texted yeah, the first time. Yeah, that it happens a lot with Belgians. I mean, we are kind of a weird country. We're so small. But we have so many official languages, and English is not even one of them. But a lot of people speak it as well. So, really, Belgium is like a polyglot country, or at least you get taught a lot of languages in high school and 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 early elementary sometimes even. So, it, it it makes sense that people think that we speak French, especially because people come to Brussels, the capital again, and there most people speak French, so they just assume that everybody does. So, you also recommend to always ask Belgian what language the person speak. Because it's, it can be like mystery, right? Like yeah, I I think I think it is good because I think a lot of the Dutch people they will be maybe a little offended if if you just assume everybody speaks French because actually the majority of people in Belgium speak Dutch, but because the capital is mainly French speaking, a lot of people just assume that like Belgium speaks French, and so yeah, and and especially like if you meet people from the German speaking side, like a lot of people there feel like they're being forgotten so just always ask like oh what is your native language because that way like people know that you at least know a little bit about Belgium and you're interested and yeah I think it's it's always nice to ask I mean people will like most people speak all of the languages but like it's a little bit like I don't know how to say like there's a there's a few that like get frustrated at, like that the other side of Belgium doesn't want to learn their side of Belgium's like Uh, language so what we do is like we all learn all the languages in high school like the Dutch people learn French and the French people like learn Dutch and we all learn German as well so everybody speaks the languages but because when you're traveling to the other part of the country a lot of people don't put in effort to try and speak the language that is locally spoken in that city and so people get frustrated by it a lot and then if people just assume that they're French speaking like some people can yeah get annoyed by it but I mean, I don't mind. I speak both and I don't mind speaking both. I, I live only 10 minutes from the French side. So for me, it's it, like it's very intertwined. Is there any possibility of having like two people from Belgium that cannot communicate with each other? No, think, no? I really don't think so. I mean, there's always like older people that like have lost the ability of speaking the language or they really just don't like it. But usually at least they would speak english as well and then they would just switch to english mm -hmm. okay english so we can find belgian people talking in english yeah also, i mean it's everything <laughs> we don't know we speak a lot of languages through each other and and yeah some people are a lot more proud of their own language and and especially if they're maybe less traveled people and like more people that are home base and stuff like that they they will only speak that language but really they do speak three maybe four languages yeah another question that, that people send me traveling alone is it better to to connect with the local people and the local culture and and the language and how, how do you find it i definitely think that like traveling alone 
has the possibility of, of you being able to communicate more with locals than if you're traveling with a partner or a friend because usually if you're traveling with somebody that you know prior what you will do is you will be talking with them in your native language most likely and then if you're at another place like you will most likely just speak English or another common language whereas if you're really trying to learn a language and you're by yourself then usually you don't have somebody else to talk back to and 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 being at a restaurant or at a cafe then I always like sitting at the bar if there's like spaces available, like where the people are, are working near the bar, because then you can have like small chats with the people that are working there as well. And, and it really does improve the way that you speak with people. And also when you're meeting new people, if you're going out or if you're yeah, doing anything, like any activities and you see other solo people, then chances are that they are from that country. And yeah, you can start speaking with them a lot quicker than if you are already with somebody that you know. Yeah, another question also regarding this topic was how to feel safe while traveling alone. I think that depending on where you go and many people, they, they are a little bit concerned about that. What, what do you recommend? Yeah, I think definitely like if you're a female and you're traveling solo, like just have the same precautions that you have at home. To be honest, it's 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 really not that different than going out in a big city in your own home, home country. You just have to be careful not going out alone at night. If you take a taxi or an Uber, like just make sure that you are communicating like your rates before you get in a taxi. Don't drink too much. If, if you are drinking alcohol, like always try and be safe. Try and meet people that are local as well and, and connect with them so that when you're doing solo travel, it doesn't mean that you're alone. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize because you make friends so quickly, especially if you're staying in hostels or doing activities in a group. And that way you meet people and immediately you're not alone anymore. So both for men and women, just be safe, be thoughtful of what you're doing. And, and if you're not certain, then I would recommend not doing something like you can push yourself outside of your comfort zone. But don't forget about basic safety and basic rules, things that you wouldn't do at home. Don't do them in a foreign country either. So. Very useful. Mm -hmm. And maybe also if you're really afraid of traveling alone, I think a lot of people don't realize that, that there are a lot of opportunities out there to travel alone without being alone. Like you can do an Erasmus project. You can do like something that is like a group tour. You can go on a volunteer project, like anything like this you, you can do where technically you are traveling alone or solo but you're not by yourself or you go through like a group and you meet people that way. And that way you can still travel without having to have somebody from home tagging along. I strongly mm -hmm. recommend uh, the Erasmus training courses or UFX changes. They're a pretty nice yeah, way of getting to know different countries. Yeah. Yeah. Where people who will be listening to this, where can people find you? Yeah. So on my Instagram, it's just Lizara with an extra A. So that's L-I-S-A-U-R-A-A. And then on all my other social platforms, it's just Trimes, that's travel and an A-I-M-E-S. So that's where you can find me. Uh, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all the social media platforms that are out there really. So yeah, just shoot me a message if you're interested in learning more about traveling and we can connect that way. Uh, thank you for taking part in this episode. It was really nice uh, to connect traveling with languages because I think like traveling languages and culture, they are pretty connected. So it was a very interesting episode that will be very useful for many people. Thank you so much. It was really yeah. nice talking yeah. and uh, indeed like learning languages and traveling is really a mix that goes really well together. Yeah. So 
I definitely recommend it. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. Okay. <laughs> I hope you all liked today's talk with Elisa Aura and you can find her under the links I'm leaving in the description box. If you like LingaCast, you already know. Subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and follow us in the social media. Let us know the topic you would like to see in the following episodes and who you would like to see as a guest here. Thanks for listening to this episode. See you next week with another one and enjoy your language journey.